Hello. Welcome back to Let's Verbal Process. <laughs> I have a new friend. The friend is named Olivier. Uh, that is what I have named my new mic because I invested in a mic for this podcast. However, what I think is a bit funny is that I get a lot of voiceover auditions and I really should have invested in a mic way back when. And it wasn't until I started this podcast that that really was the turning point for me to just buy the mic. So I bought I bought a mic and its name was Olivier because there's two podcasts that got me into podcasts and one of them it is hosted by someone named Oliver G. So I was like, "Oh, Oliver, this is like an ode to him." And then I was like, "Well, wait, I'm going to use this mic for voiceover auditions." And then I was thinking of Laurence Olivier, one of the greatest actors of all time. And so I was like, "Oh, Oliver, Olivier, well, I really like Olivier, and it kind of still has the Oliver-ness to, to that name. And it sounds uh, very French, Olivier. So uh, my microphone is named Olivier, and hopefully you can hear a slight difference in the quality. Well, this episode comes out on a Thursday. I think all of the episodes are probably going to come out on Thursday because... I uploaded the first ever episode on a Thursday, so I was like, okay, let's keep it consistent. And what you know, all of my favorite podcasts, they all come out on the same day. So I was like, well, we'll just we'll just go with that. <laughs> there, I love Thursday. I think Thursday's an underrated day. So I was like, I don't mind. I also hope that you are enjoying the Bossa Nova music. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast I put it in the last podcast episode as the intro and the outro music and personally I really love it I think it's fun I think that there's a lightness a brevity there's a little spice to it and I'm down with it it's it's definitely feels like a May Rennie vibe and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it it may change in the future so we'll see but for now I'm really into it Speaking about music, before I get into the topic of today, which is all about trying new things, I actually, I'm going to find a way to tie that in. I'm going to say to you to go on to whatever platform you listen to music because we're on Spotify. I'm going to suggest Spotify. I also use Spotify because I think Spotify is amazing. Um, that's like where all my music library is. And I would encourage you to pick a random genre and a genre that you're that you're not familiar with maybe you've never listened to any of their music and listen to it listen to a few songs and I guess maybe if you're so inclined do a little music history research on that genre or on that song or on that artist because music is so incredible there's so many different kinds of music so many different eras of music and I love film scores like I I love film scores so if you're not into film scores listen to some film scores or if you're not familiar with maybe the oud which is an instrument in um, that a lot of Middle Eastern cultures use so I don't know maybe it's a new instrument maybe it's a new movie or maybe it's a different country I guess like for example I love this sounds so niche but I love it there's a lot of Icelandic composers that I love listening to I discovered them back when I was in university because at university I always loved having music when I was studying and so I found his name is I might be butchering this Olafur Arnolds. I'll try to put it in the show notes in terms of the name, but I love his music. And um, from that point on, I started listening to a bunch of different Icelandic composers. Um, but anyways, if you want to listen to music where there's words in them, choose a genre, choose a different language. Oh my gosh, choose a different language. Greek? Listen to some Greek music. That is fun. That is that is fun. Maybe it's Portuguese. Maybe it's Spanish. Maybe it's Mandarin. I don't know. 
the world is your oyster. There's so many different cultures, so many different languages, so many different kinds of instruments. So all that to say, choose, try something new. And why not try something new at a very low risk, <laughs> low risk level? It's not going to hurt you to try, try listening to a new song. And anyways, I guess the reason why music is on my mind is because I, I've always known this about myself. I have a very wide range of musical tastes. Today, really, it, it was very reflective of that. I, I didn't really have a song in my head, but then I went on Instagram and Taylor Swift popped up. So then Taylor Swift was in my mind. So then I was listening to her, of course, uh, big shock. <laughs> but then I was in the car and then I was like, oh, I want to listen to Medieval by Phineas. And then that song reminded me when I had first heard that song it was around the the time where I was exploring 90s grunge and I think 90s grunge is an era that doesn't get enough attention in my opinion at least growing up I think I like I really loved listening to like 2000s mid 2000s like alternative bands and stuff like that and I still listen to them but I realized oh, there's an era missing between the 2000s alternative rock bands and like 70s rock bands and stuff like that because I love a lot of 70s rock as well. And so I had taken it upon myself to learn about this 90s grunge era because I was really only familiar with 90s pop. So, you know, like Justin Timberlake, or I guess I should say NSYNC, Britney, Christina, powerhouses but like you know what about the other side and so anyways all that to say it went from taylor swift to phineas to nirvana and specifically this is actually a cover so they did a cover of david bowie's the man who sold the world and that beginning of the song is so freaking iconic like the guitar it's so good and even though that's a david bowie song i love kurt cobain's voice singing it because he has this like Kurt Cobain twang and you know it's just it's so good so I was listening to that and then later on in the car I started listening to Summer Love by Justin Timberlake didn't didn't mean to to listen to that song it's just it played on shuffle and that's a whole vibe it's sexy it's a mood and then I was like oh let me listen to some throwbacks of Britney and Christina and then I was like no okay I really want to listen to Rihanna because I love Rihanna and then I was like oh oh actually in the midst of all of that there was some queen at one point this was yeah so there was what else did I listen to oh yeah then it was the Lumineers because I, I had driven past my old job from university one of my old jobs and I had remembered during that summer, I had made a playlist, summer 16, because it was 2016, and there's a lot of the Lumineers were on there, so I was listening to Lumineers, and then there was also some, like, f 60s French music that's super iconic as well, so all that to say, my music taste is quite eclectic, and I'm sure yours is too. I think a very well-rounded person has a very well-rounded, hopefully, <laughs> or her wide-ranging music library and if you are like that or if you're not like that again here's an opportunity to try something new at a low risk level and you can discover something about yourself you'll learn more about your interests your likes your dislikes and i think that that's pretty dang cool because you're learning about yourself and you can always learn about yourself so i guess we'll now transition a little bit into the topic for today which is the importance of trying new things now I don't know how you feel about trying new things but for me I I am proud of myself because I feel like as I've gotten older I've been more open to trying new things I think when I was younger I was a lot more hesitant to try new things even trying new foods I used to be such a picky eater such a picky eater and don't get me wrong to an extent like today there are certain things that I won't I won't eat as much as I love France and French food I'm not gonna eat snails I, I just no 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 escargot for me no <laughs> 
also be not just because it's snails but also snails and worms and though they freak me out they like if i see them on the ground i just can't i i just shiver i just cannot i cannot do it i no way like i was never the kid that would like pick up snails and like or worms from the dirt and like play with them or roly polies whatever i just was never that kid maybe you were that kid great for you for me that was not me it is still not me if i can't even touch it there's no way in the world that i'm gonna be eating it so to an extent when it comes to food i try to always try new things but i still have my limits so ever since i was younger i think i learned that in order to do the things that i was interested in or even things that I wasn't sure if I would be interested in, the best thing to do is just to at least try. Try and just see what happens. If you fail at it, fine. At least at least you tried. You could say that you did it. Or you might be excited to try something new and you're disappointed because maybe you're like, oh, this is really not for me. I wasn't a fan of it. And now you know, then you can allocate your time to do other things that you do like or find new things that you like. I think the really critical thing about trying new things is that it pushes you out of your comfort zone. And I think there are some people in the world who perpetually love living out of their comfort zone. And that's really great. Maybe they have a really high adrenaline tolerance. I don't know. That's that's really cool. And then the opposite side of the spectrum are people who don't like to be uncomfortable. They like to stay in their safety net and everything. Now, I'm not going to say one is bad and one is good. I think anything like that where it's a spectrum, I personally don't want to be on either end. I would rather be somewhere in the middle and depending on the situation it might move a little bit to the left or move to the right it's it can move of course however I really try to stay somewhere in the middle um, because I think that that opens up the opportunities to do things that you didn't expect that you would do and also teaches you to And also teaches you a lot about yourself in terms of your initial reaction to being invited to do something new. And I think, speaking about an invitation to do something new, I'm going to just put this out there. I'm going to have you, you answer this question on your own. So I guess the question is, all of the new things that you do, are they things that someone has invited you to do? or? Are they things that you have found that you wanted to do and you are the one who is pushing yourself to try those new things? So basically, there's a new thing. Do you do it because someone asks you or do you do it because you're actually interested in it? Now, whatever your answer is, again, there's no rights, no wrongs. I bring that question up because I wonder and even in my life too a lot of the new things that I've tried are they from are they because people have asked me to try it or do I make myself try new things on my own accord because I am just that kind of a person right now I I feel like I would have to do a lot more reflection, but I think right now it's been kind of a combination of both. However, I feel like the older I've gotten, the more I've been at the helm at pushing myself to try new things. Sometimes I definitely need support because I can be a little bit nervous to try something new. My dad gave me this really great piece of advice and he told me, just show up, show up and see what happens. There is endless opportunity, and if it doesn't work out, you can always leave. Like, that's okay. At least you showed up, and you never know, you never know what's going to happen. And ever since my dad told me that, that was maybe about 2019, I have really tried to do that, to be very honest, and it works every single time. It, I, I am always constantly surprised at 
how one thing leads to another, things that I've learned about my myself, people that I've met, and there is so much power in just showing up and not having any expectations. Because I think when you have expectations, you are setting yourself up for feeling disappointed. Now that's not all the time. You don't always go into a situation being disappointed as the result, but I think a lot of times in our minds we can put things up on a pedestal and then we get to it and we're like, oh dang, this is actually really disappointing. So I think show up, but don't have any expectations. And when you open yourself and you you enter with a posture of freedom and openness, that's when magic happens. So I would suggest adopting that kind of mindset when you go ahead and try something new. Whether it's a new thing that someone is asking you to try with them or it's a new thing that you're trying on your own accord. And for example, maybe you've always wanted to try kickboxing. If you haven't done kickboxing, do kickboxing. It is so much fun. I loved it. And anyways, so let's say kickboxing is the thing that you don't know if you're really sure that you want to try. Show up. No expectations. Don't feel like you have to be at a certain level don't feel like that you always have to know someone there. Um, it's obvious sometimes it can feel really comforting when there is someone there, but they look at it as a blank slate. Just show up, see what happens, and have fun. I think that's the thing. Remember to have fun. Life is so serious. I think a lot of time, oh gosh. Uh, I think another theme of this podcast are is going to be like all of the movie quotes that I say, because if you know me, And if you've known me for a really long time, you know that I quote a lot of movies. So when I said, like, life is so serious, I just think of the Joker. Like, life's so serious. But the Dark Knight version, because the Dark... Okay, side note, the Dark Knight trilogy is my favorite superhero trilogy. I think Christopher Nolan hit it out of the ballpark. Those, Those are my favorite. They're just beautifully shot wonderfully acted they are like psychological there's like action there's drama it's just everything it's it's wonderful so anyways all that being said don't don't be like the joker but why so serious don't be serious. I mean, no, sometimes in life you have to be. Like, you have to take things in a serious way. But for the most part, though, don't take everything in life so seriously. Don't take yourself so seriously. Well, it can be kind of scary, but when you do try something new, and let's say you're trying something new and it's skill, it's, it's a new skill. Either way, wherever you're at level-wise, just go in there and have fun. Go in there not trying to impress other people, impress yourself. Go in there just to learn and just to have an experience of fun experience and if it's not fun that's okay too you experienced something which means that you were living and that's what we should all do every single day is live and every single day that we get to live that's a beautiful thing because it's a gift here's another movie quote this is my absolute favorite movie quote this was in my year this was like my yearbook quote in like eighth grade I can't remember or no it wasn't in my high school one but it was in my eighth grade one and whenever anyone asks me what's your favorite quote I send them this one and this is this is what it is <clears throat> life is a gift and I don't intend on wasting it you never know what hand you're gonna get dealt next to make each day count to making it count if you know where that's from I love you you're amazing uh if you don't know watch the movie. I'll let you enter it into Google and then you can find out where it's from. But that movie is like my favorite movie. And well, that one and Midnight in Paris and The Godfather. I actually like wrote a whole list of like all of my favorite films because there really isn't just one. But my top three, I would say, are those three. So figure out what movie that's from because it's a a really good quote. Anyways, trying new things can be really scary. but 
it's a part of life. And I think too, I think it's really important to try new things by yourself, which younger May Rennie, like elementary, middle school, even high school May Rennie, I would say like high school May Rennie up until like 16 years old, 17 years old would be like, what are you talking about? I need to go with someone. I need to bring a friend. Like I remember, yeah, even in high school, I would be so nervous to go and try something new and or go to a new place and I would always would be like no I need to have like a friend with me but at the same time I think my my mom she definitely would like push me to go do things on on my own as well so thanks mom she really raised an independent girl I think <laughs> and but it was hard it was that's hard especially when you're in high school I feel like because in high school, you were just so focused on your friends and everything and feel like everything that you're doing in a social setting is, well, it's social. So you're usually doing it with your, your friends and stuff like that. So having to go into places or groups or anything like that by myself, it was very nerve wracking. But then I think moving away to college, I didn't know anyone. I knew actually... I knew one person going to the school that I went to. <laughs> However, they were not going to be the person that I was going to be buddy buddies with for some reasons. And so for me, going to university, I didn't, I didn't know anyone. And it was a fresh page for me. And I think that there's a beauty to that. It's also really scary. And there is something comforting, though, about going out on your own, trying something new, meeting new people on your own, because it's an opportunity to, I mean, hopefully, hopefully you're going to be your true, authentic, genuine self. I know there are some people who are like, oh, I'm going to craft this persona and that's what I'm going to put out into the world. And and in reality, that's not really who, who they are. And don't get me wrong, I think we all have our own like personas. We We all can act differently depending on the group that we're in, but they're all rooted in truth into who we are, you know? Like, obviously, sometimes I... Like, there are certain things that I talk about with my friends or how I act a little bit that maybe I wouldn't do around my parents, you know? Or, like, if I was in a relationship and stuff like that, like, I'm not going to be all romantic in front of my parents, but, like, with my person, of course. Um, But... Those are all just facets of me. So I just want to make that distinction. So hopefully when you go into a new space, you are being your genuine, authentic self. And I think that that really invites people to get to know you. And hopefully they're also being really genuine and authentic. And then you can craft really amazing friendships. And also too, whatever you all are doing together that is a new thing or... Maybe it's not new to them or maybe it's new to them and it's not new to you. But whatever that situation is, you're able to embark on it in a really beautiful way because there's um, a friendship there. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that when you try some new things, you can make really great friends. And I have a great example. (laughs) So this is actually really funny. Kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this topic was because I went to an improv class last weekend and how I was invited to the improv class is kind of a wild story and such a coincidence kind of thing. And it's super cool. So I was finally able to go to this improv class because over the summer I was doing a play so I wasn't able to go because it was the same day so finally I went and I kid you not I was the youngest person there (laughs) I was the youngest person there which I don't mind because this is something that I have noticed about myself I I know that I have very specific interests and I feel like a lot of my interests tend to also attract people of an older generation. Now, I don't have a problem with that because growing up, I was used to being around older people. So I I can definitely hold my own in a conversation with them. And I also really believe that you can learn so much from people who are older than you. I think you can learn a lot from children. I think you can learn a lot from people your own age. 
to an extent. And I also think that you can learn so much from people who are older than you. And so I was the youngest one. I think maybe the second youngest was maybe like 38, 39, maybe 37, maybe 37. Um, But everyone else were uh, like either my parents' age or my grandparents' age. So that was really funny, but they really welcomed me. And I, it was funny because with improv, it's the, one of the premises in improv is yes and. So if someone offers you something, it's a yes and. And so we were able to kind of play with that theme of this different generation. And it, it was my generation coming in because it was different than theirs and seeing how that kind of manifested in the work that we had created it was very very funny and it was also just so cool because they are a group of people who have studied improv for decades okay decades like probably my entire life to be honest and before I was born let's be real here in in a very respectful way and they've also trained at some of the best places that you can train for improv in LA and San Francisco so there's and in New York and stuff like that Chicago so they're coming from all around the world so it's really nice to have the opportunity to learn more about my craft and especially with improv because improv was always something that used to scare me oh my goodness oh my goodness so in drama school in a conservatory any good drop school, BFA program, masters, whatever, they should make you take drama. And so my courses, I had to take drama, or not drama, they should make you take improv. And mine, mine did. And I used to be so afraid of improv, which always really kind of perplexed me in a way because you would think that, oh, I'm taking this improv class with my cohort. So every single a grade has a cohort when you're in drama school because those are the people that you work with and that you progress in, in the course with. And so you would think after, I think we took improv our second, our second year, so sophomore year, you would think that, oh, you're with your cohorts, so it's fine. There's already trust established. You've done acting classes. You've done silly things in class. Like improv would be fine. I was so nervous. I was so, so nervous. And I think it was because with improv, it seemed like anything was possible and that I didn't have like a game plan for anything unlike when you were doing a play or you're doing a movie like you have a script however I've really opened myself up to improv because I when I studied at a different conservatory last summer actually one of my improv teachers said everyone is an improviser everyone is improvising every single day every minute of your life you are improvising you do not have a plan and I was like that is so true and also too I also realized that I am a very in the moment kind of person not saying that I'm I'm rash or anything like that but I I love living in the moment and that is basically improv and as an actor you need to be really present in any scene that you're doing so improv is very very important and I love doing it in the work that I get to do as an actor and so anyways going to this improv class I didn't know anyone except for the person who had invited me and they were I mean they're they're much older than me him and his wife are very very lovely but I only met them once and so I didn't really know them. I didn't have anyone my age going. However, I didn't feel the need to ask anyone. And I'm going to get into that because I think the nice thing about doing things on your own, like trying new things on your own and just doing things on your own in all honesty is that you don't have to worry about other people's schedules. If you want to go do something and let's say it's something and it's at 6 p.m. Let's say you want to do taekwondo. and let's say you want to do taekwondo for the first time and the class starts at 6 p.m and you wanted to ask your friend but your friend is busy from five to eight but you really want to go and you're free go go to the taekwondo class experience it for yourself and stuff like that now if your friend is also like wait a second like I would have gone with you like or you should have waited for me find a class that works for both of you in terms of the timing however so I'm not saying like ditch your friend but it is nice to be able to try new things and base it around your schedule Uh, because I think it becomes easy to always put it off if you're constantly relying on someone else's schedule to match your schedule in order to do the thing that you want to try 
And especially, especially if that other person is not really into it and you're just leaning on them for support. So that's, that's what I think. So that's why I didn't really feel the need to ask any one because I was like, I have the time. I'm going to go to this improv class. So I was editing this episode and I'm going to insert another quick bit right over here. So it might sound a tiny bit different. One other reason why I didn't mind going alone to this improv class in particular is because I also looked at it as an opportunity to work on my craft and I wanted to be focused as well. So there's also that. So I think depending on what you are going to be possibly doing alone, whether it's for like a like a career thing, a skill thing, I don't know. I mean it I think sometimes that's an okay reason to try something on your own, go to a class loan, a conference loan, just because I, I feel like I'm saying alone too much. And again, I don't mean alone as like, that's not a negative thing whatsoever. But sometimes I think, depending on what it is, going in with a very like focused mindset is going to be helpful. Uh, so yeah, just wanted to put that out there, but I definitely have a lot of actor friends and my actor friends are all over the place right now. So that kind of goes to scheduling as well. And also I do think that it's nice to, and I'm going to talk about this later on, but like compartmentalizing and like having certain things that are just your own that you can explore and having other things that you can share with other people. And I'll kind of get into that. Okay. Cool. Now back to the regular podcast, <laughs> the rest of the podcast. So that's my improv example. I have another example and I am actually very, very proud of myself. Like I feel like I came a long way. However, I feel like it happened overnight in a way. So I recently went on a trip and I, oh, also I mean, not that y'all need to know this, but I film, or film, oh gosh, such an actor. I record these podcast episodes like at least a week before I actually post them. And so when this comes out, it may have been like a month since I've gone on the trip, but I think for me it was only like two or three weeks ago. So I mean, it was just almost a month, but anyways, it's not that far. So it's still very fresh in my mind. So anyways, I went on a trip and I worked, I worked pretty hard this summer and I was like, I'm going to treat myself. And for me, when I travel, food is a big part of the travel experience because I think you learn a lot about a place, about a culture through their food. And in this area that I was traveling to, I really wanted to give this city a second chance because the first time I went to this city, I was not a fan of the food. Granted, it was January or it was like February, so it was very cold. They have a very different agriculture than where I'm from, so fruits and vegetables taste different. As I've gotten older and I've learned more about farming and sustainability and the agricultural region of the city, or around the city, I should say, I got more interested and I was like you know what you know what I'm gonna give this city a second chance in terms of the food scene so I did a lot of research now I also am one of those people who enjoys going to a Michelin restaurant and I think in the future I will have a podcast episode on food and maybe talk a little bit about Michelin restaurants now Michelin restaurants it's not just like oh it's a Michelin that's why I want to go it's not that I mean yes it's nice it's about the experience it's about the food it's about the quality it's about the a lot of well sometimes the genius of being able to combine different flavors or to make something that you wouldn't think could be a mousse into a mousse or <laughs> or playing with its texture playing with its crystallization just different things it's there, there's a science behind it as well as a theatricality behind 
I think, a really wonderful restaurant experience. And so I think Michelin restaurants, that kind of comes with the territory. Hopefully it does, especially if it's gained a Michelin. And with Michelin restaurants, there's a there's different ratings. So you can get one Michelin star, two Michelin stars, three Michelin stars. Three Michelin stars, that's going to be like a 10, a 12 tasting menu and those are very very small those that's like the upper echelons that's going to be very expensive think of like the french laundry and so anyways so i had discovered that the city that i was going to had pretty cool food scene and from what i gathered a lot of the restaurants that i went to they did not exist when i went so i think that there was also this maybe food revolution that was happening over there i don't know also too there's the whole like farm to table food initiative which started in california i believe i went to some of the restaurants in in the city that i was going to and they had that farm to table mission and i really loved that and it was very reflective in the food so this is like i said i can go really i can go very in depth into michelin restaurants and food which again i will do in an episode because it deserves that <laughs> and so Anyways, I was going on this trip and I was like, I want to go eat at these places. I narrowed them down. I was like, I did the reservations and stuff like that. I was like, this is amazing. I was so, so excited. I looked at the menu. I was like, this is going to be wonderful. And I was going alone. I was going alone to these restaurants. And I even remember like, honestly, the reservations at first I had booked it for two people because I was like, maybe a friend will come. I don't know just in case because even I was like well let me let me just keep that open in case in case someone would want to come or anything like that no one came which was fine because I didn't ask anyone (laughs) I didn't ask anyone either but even just in terms of the prep for it I was still like oh I don't know do I really want to go to a Michelin restaurant alone like that's nerve-wracking I am not someone who even in my hometown like goes to restaurants alone I or I should say I mean I do go to restaurants like alone but it's it's like fast casual or something like that like it's not a Michelin restaurant alone kind of deal and so anyways I show up to these restaurants and had wonderful experiences however it was very interesting to see how I was treated being someone who is young who is a woman who made a reservation to a Michelin star restaurant and that that was very very interesting and it's very I don't know there I would there has to be yeah I I could go into that again in a different episode but that was very eye-opening I guess to see how I was treated and it wasn't treated bad or anything like that there should be like some anthropological studies I guess Anyways, I sat at these restaurants and had wonderful experiences and I even remember thinking like, oh, should I bring a book? Should I be on my phone? And I was like, no, 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 no. I don't want to be on my phone, especially at Mission Star Restaurants because I am also really going there for the food. Now, as a foodie person, what was very funny, (laughs) this was hilarious, I did not feel necessarily like I don't know my mind was not blank at all when I'm just like eating this eating the the food because if my so I have a few friends who are into these kinds of restaurants and so everything that I would be talking like if they had came with me to the restaurants we would be talking about the food about the ambiance all this stuff I was literally thinking about those things in my head so my mind was like going and it was like making notes like oh wow this uh bread is perfectly crisp or whatever or the meat is like seasoned so beautifully or this dip is just so whippy or like I don't know I I promise I was being much more articulate in terms of how I was processing the food and stuff like that in my mind but just anyways you can get very technical with it but all that to say is that that's what was going on in my mind and I was I didn't feel like alone in I mean no 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 no. I actually I I don't get lonely I very very really get lonely okay yes it would have been nice to have someone there but at the same time I really learned something new about myself which was when I'm really into a subject which I am which is food and fine dining and stuff like that I I I'm going through 
the conversation I guess that I would probably have with someone who's also into that stuff in my own mind and I was also I also noticed that I was a lot more mindful with how I was eating and I think it's really important to mindfully eat so eating with all of your senses so your um not just your taste buds but also um you know touch um your sight you're hearing all all of the, all of the five senses because it makes for a more memorable experience and and you also I think get more out of the the food and the ingredients and everything. And so all that to say I did something new which was go to a fine dining restaurant by myself and I was very proud of myself and I th- I think something that's really interesting about traveling too is that I think sometimes you can feel more bold because you're already out of your comfort zone. You're hopefully traveling to a place that you are genuinely interested in and you kind of realize, well, I only have a certain amount of time here, so let me live it up. And I feel like that there's less things stopping you in a way, which can be different when you're at home because it's like, oh, I can always just put a pause on it or I don't have to try that new thing now. I can do it later or whatever. But it's like, no, like we should have that same, or I guess I, I may, maybe you feel that same way too, but I know I'm really going to try to take that mentality of I'm in a certain place for a certain amount of time. It's a new thing. It's a little bit scary. I don't know if I can do it. Are people going to judge me? I was also like, oh man, like I don't want these people to think like she got, I don't know, stood up on a date or anything like that, or she's just lonely and no one likes her and stuff like that. I I was also like, Nairani, get get that out of your mind. Like you are never going to see those people again. You're never going to see them again. You're also paying money, okay, for the food and for that service. So they better be nice to you. And again, everyone was nice and stuff like that. But I was even in my mind telling myself, do not worry about how other people view you. Just focus on yourself. And you look really nice. You dressed up for the occasion. You're excited to try new foods, try a new restaurant. And you are a foodie. That's who you are. Own that part of your identity. And it doesn't matter what people think. And yes, there were like other people around me who were sitting with other people and stuff like that. But I was thinking like, okay, I... I'm strong. I can do this. And it was so much fun. It was great. And I was also really mindful too to not be on my phone. I think your phone and an electronic device, whatever, it can become a crutch. And so I purposely did not go on my phone except to like take pictures of the food and stuff like that because I wanted to share it and, and, and everything, which I don't always recommend doing, doing that. It's just because I was traveling. That's why I did it. Um, but if you're doing this at home, do it if you want to. If you don't want to, don't do it. And I didn't bring a book or anything like that. Now I will say, like for me, going to a coffee shop by myself and like doing work or reading a book, like that's normal. Like that, that I'm so used to. Again, the fine dining aspect. It's a very, it's a different ball game. It is a different ball game. But by golly, did I graduate from coffee shop <laughs> solo, solo going to Michelin star solo going? And I, again, I'm very proud of myself. And I pat myself. Maybe you heard that. I pat myself on the back. And would I do it again? Yeah, I would. I really, really would. However, however, I also am going to be honest. I also love going to those restaurants with people that I care about. I think food is a beautiful thing to share with people. I always use the phrase breaking bread and I love breaking bread with other people. So yes, of course, I would prefer to go to those places with people that I care about. But I also know, though, that, hey, I can do it by myself and I can survive and I'll be fine and I'll be great and I can be my own company and I'm comfortable with that. And so that was really eye-opening. So those are two examples of trying new things. And this is coming from a person who has done that in this last month, um, for sure. And I think it's... It can be hard. It can be scary. You might be thinking about how other people are viewing you or if they're judging you. But remember, whatever someone's opinion is about you, it holds no value. There's no worth to it. 
at all, at all. So look in the mirror and tell yourself, Mayreni, or, well, I, don't use my name. Use your name. So insert your name blank. You can do this. You, you can do it. <laughs> you'll be fine. And again, you'll learn, hey, is this something that I want to continue to do by myself or not? Or sometimes I can do it by myself, but I would prefer to do it with other people. That, that's totally okay too. That's totally valid. It's just that you're doing something. You're taking action. Taking action instead of sitting around wondering, oh, what is it going to be like if I finally do that thing that I've always been curious about doing or something that you've always just had this yearn to do. Again, you have one life to live, so you might as well freaking live it. Okay, so I think that that's all that I have for today. Remember just to show up, see what happens. I encourage you to, again, low risk, you can try listening to a new song, see see how that goes for you. But I'm just going to put it out there. Until next week's episode, you have your seven days, seven days to try something new. Try something new. And hey, it can totally be with, with a friend. If, if like totally do that, I'm so not against doing things with friends. A lot of new things that I've tried, I've done it with friends. And it honestly, it bonds us. We share stories about it or we're still doing it and everything like that you know that's totally I'm totally not against that but also too if there is something that you want to try and you know it's just doing it doing it by yourself works in terms of schedule or where you're at in life and stuff like that do it just do it I know it's scary oh my gosh I sound like the the Nike ad and actually I'll say one more quick example I discovered bar workouts, B-A-R-R-E. They're basically like, they are ballet, yoga, Pilates workouts. And I started doing them back in 2019. And I used to go to a studio and I went there for a year. Obviously, pandemic happened. So the studio closed. But I went by myself and I loved it. I loved it because that actually going to the studio a few times a week, it was a really nice way of escaping. I shouldn't say escaping, but maybe compartmentalizing my school life, my friend life, my family life, and my health life in a way. And it was nice to have a space where I can just like work out and get really strong and like strong. I think the nice thing about like exercise is like it it makes you feel like physically strong but also mentally strong and then also it was a nice way of focusing on something else rather than oh the paper that I have to write or this audition I have to tape or some family thing that was going on or anything like that so in a way there is something nice about doing something solo because it might be a way to help you recharge or to compartmentalize and find a work-life balance so I think that there are really nice things about doing solo things and I think again it really just depends on what that new thing is other times doing something with a friend or a significant other and stuff like that is really is is really really fun again like I said earlier it can be a bonding thing like I have always wanted to tango I've always wanted to learn how to tango now even actually just thinking about me going to a tango class, that that kind of frightens me. Like I definitely probably would want to go with a friend. Um, but I don't know if I have like maybe like my future like fiance or, you know, husband or whatever. I don't know. That'd be that's a fun thing to tango. It takes two to tango. I don't know. Anyways, but try new things. Try new things at any stage of your life, I guess. Single, engaged, married. I don't know. Um, I might cut this part out, but my whole my whole thing is even if you are actually actually you know what I will say too? Even if you are in like a long, you know, you let, let's say you've been married for a long time or you've been in a relationship for a long time. I actually do think it's probably healthy for both people to also do try new things on their own as well because I think when you're in a relationship, you shouldn't lose your identity. Uh that's really important to still have your own identity. 
Um, so probably trying new things on your on both on your own is also pretty pretty good. I think that's actually very healthy. And then also finding things that you can do as a couple. So maybe maybe like let's say hypothetically, I let's say I've been married for a really long time, and then I'm like, oh hubby, let's go take tango lessons. And he's like, I don't really know. And I'm like, well. It'll be worth your while. <laughs> and then we learn how to tango together. And then maybe he's like, oh, I'm really, I, I, I'm really interested in learning how to um, make, make rocking chairs. And I'm like, you do you, honey. That sounds great. Go, go have fun with your, with your friends. Or, or maybe he doesn't know any people who make rocking chairs, but he's just really into it. So he goes and takes a woodshop class. And I'll be like, I'm really into, I, I, I've always wanted to learn how to sail, which is actually very true. I've always wanted to learn how to sail. He can be like, oh, I'm not really into sailing, but go have fun. And I'll be like, thank you. I'll see you back at home for dinner. And um, I just imagine like two like 60 year olds doing this. Anyways, but you know, all that to say at any stage of life, always try something new and try with other people. Try it on your own. Again trying new things, pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, though it may be scary, it is worth it because that's where a lot of growth happens and that's where you're able to find out new things, broaden your perspective on life and on people and on yourself. So, okay, I'm going to go. I hope this was helpful in some way. I hope it was enlightening in some way. And yeah, so your weekly challenge, bum bum bum, is to go and try something new. And if you do, I hope you do, let me know what it is. I would genuinely, genuinely love to hear what it is. And you can either text me, call me, message me, whatever at me I don't, I don't know I don't know how the kids are talking these days <laughs> but yeah let me know because I think that would be really really cool and even maybe like I can do little shout outs on the next episode of like so and so or you can totally remain anonymous tried fill in the blank whatever that new thing is um because hopefully we're creating a little community here that's supportive of each other and I think that that's really beautiful and my heart is just like bursting with happiness at the thought of that so to help grow our community the let's verbal process again like subscribe share sign up for notifications share on the socials all that stuff Alrighty, bye